SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. This is a special edition podcast. It is part one of a podcast I'm titling A Dark Night for the Soul of Nova Scotia. Here's how art and yoga can help. There is some heavy, heavy, dark stuff happening in the world right now in regards to COVID-19 pandemic. And the recent shooting here in my home province of Nova Scotia, where 22 people perished in a rampage last Sunday. I mean, can the world get weirder and more bizarre? Just devastating. I've been writing, painting, and moving a lot these past few days to take the hurricane force of grief and transcend my feelings of sadness, confusion, and anger. Art and yoga need to be known as a healing balm for a grieving soul, a necessity for our sanity. And you need to know that they can help you right now. Since my own personal losses, I've been feverishly wanting to talk about what nobody wants to talk about, death. (laughs) I've been studying it, my own initiation and apprentice in loss, but let it be known that I usually use my radio show for women's voices and stories to be heard. I share grounding techniques with a female audience in the hope it can plant some seedlings and carve time for a more balanced and soulful life. Let it be known that we teach what we most need to learn. (laughs) I'm not an expert on pandemic nor shootings, but what I wish to bring here is a heart-opening conversation that perhaps widens your lens on where we find ourselves as a province and where we need to go from here. At the end of the day, I'm just a simple mom striving to live a big, bold, and precious life in my small community of Cow Bay, Nova Scotia. I have kept death really close as a result of losing my son Tommy five years ago. CBC documentary you can find on my website, EstelleThompson.com, under grief. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a visual artist, an author, But really, I'm just a human like you trying to figure out some pretty heavy shit right now. (laughs) My hope for this special edition show is perhaps twofold and has two parts. This first part, which you're listening to right now, is to highlight this humongous crossroads we find ourselves in and share one story and one poem that I've been carrying in my heart throughout these radical and poignant times. The second part of this podcast, part two, will be to go over my most tried, tested, and magic tools with dealing with these transitions just like this that we're going through. All this to hopefully create some sense of relief. Resiliency and how to cope with anxieties and stress is no joke, and yet it is not taught in schools. Within the cacophony of the world, we cannot find our own internal compass. We want to feel our feelings, yet we don't know how. We've been grief-stricken for so long. Seriously, my teacher calls it, we live in a flatline society. 
Seriously, right now, not only did we have to deal with our own shock trauma of isolation due to a pandemic, but we've been engulfed with the high-grade anxiety of a shooting close to home. Nova Scotia is under an identity crisis right now. And you can imagine this affecting our overall physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We were just getting settled into our new normal of living under the rule of the pandemic when we unexpectedly hit the worst shooting of Canadian history. Like, is this really happening right now? My teacher, Frances Weller, in the best book I've ever read on grief, by the way, it's called (laughs) The Wild Edge of Sorrow, Rituals of Renewal and the Sacred Work of Grief. He taught me that grief comes from the root word gravos, gravity, descent. It means heavy, and it's a heaviness felt in our hearts. And this is also why grieving is wider than we'll ever make it to be. It's because everyone is affected by loss. Interrupting the special edition of the SheQuest podcast to tell you about my May live stream yoga classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. in a secret Facebook group. We gather at home, but together to breathe, to move, to play. Yoga is a powerful modality to ground physically and emotionally, and that impacts your entire day. I love to bring themes, poems, and little dance parties into our morning. Uh, I'm queen at infusing grounding techniques and mini breathing exercises you can use outside the yoga room to navigate life's highs and lows. On Wednesday night, I teach a level two flow class and a live prenatal class as well, amounting to five live classes a week you can choose from providing the best antidote for stress and anxiety. The hour always ends with a chanting mantra that will leave you feeling stabilized, open, and radiate outwards. Sign up today on my website, estellethompson.com under Academy by clicking the yoga channel. Along with the May Life Special, you get access to my entire library of yoga classes, audio meditation, and programs such as Radiant Heart Program and In the Flow for Women. Love you and your radiance too. It's really stunning work of my teacher, Dr. Weller. As a naval language to what I already know, that there are many gateways to grief. And he states in his writing there are five gates of grief. The first one is everything we love, we will lose. The second one is the place that have not known love. The third one is deep sorrows of the world. The fourth one is what we expected and didn't receive. And the fifth one is ancestral grief. So for the sake of this podcast, let's focus us on gate one and three and four. (laughs) The one is everything we love, we will lose right? We're grieving perhaps a loved one, lots of posts being made lately. You know, Nova Scotia is really small. If we didn't know anybody in the shooting, we knew someone who knew someone in the shooting. He three, the deep sorrows of the world. I often refer here to when the World Trade Center 
towers collapse, when there's like an environmental crisis, when the Australian bushfire were on close to New Year's, like those are the deep sorrows of the world. It doesn't affect us directly, but we we still feel it. Like we still feel funky. We still, there's something happening. And four, what we expected but didn't receive. In my own personal loss story, I expected I was going to have two boys. And I and now I only have one. I, I didn't expect a life. It's not happening. <laughs> now, the way I understand it, going through a transition or a crossroad it's kind of like a sort of a cocoon, an interim place. And it also means we are leaving something old and entering something new. And right now we're in the right, the middle of that. We're in this crucible of that. We're in that container. Like we've, we haven't left the old yet and we haven't entered the new yet. So we're in that, just that middle ground, that middle place. And I'm telling you, we cannot transform into anything new if we refuse to look, listen, and feel the darkest places in us. The thing with that is that our modern lifestyle, it just makes it really hard to feel things. You know, readily at our disposition is like food and drug, alcohol, electronic inspiration, like scrolling on the phone over and over again sex perhaps. I mean, just insert your own drug of choice here. I mean, we consciously or unconsciously numb our emotions to completely dissociate from the present moment. In my own work, I've referred to the changes that happen when working through grief as the inner struggle of the caterpillar morphing into a butterfly. But the changes and deepening are not without inner struggle. It's easy to bypass, you know, to look away, to numb out. I mean, to just try to not think about the pandemic or just tune out the shooting. It's slow work, you know, the soul work. And my teacher, Dr. Weller, he says soul work is grief work. (laughs) We simply cannot transform if we refuse or bypass feeling emotions, no matter how overwhelming they are. Welcoming what's heavy, it's revealing, you know, it's a risk to show up with my feelings and to flirt daily with the unknown and uncertainty of where life leads me. Welcoming what's heavy in my life is an an invitation to unfold, to let go of what I think is me and to move where life leads me. I shared this on Instagram. It's a poem I wrote from a deck of card I created, and it goes like this. Darkness feels heavy on you. Darkness as fragments in the air, a knot inside you colliding from nowhere, from everywhere. Today, push on through. Do not be afraid of the darkest places inside yourself, for they always allow you to see the brightness places inside yourself. Today, loss binds us together as one world, as one soul. Loss confirms our connection to the magic of all unseen things. Breathe in the queasy, awful feelings. Breathe out the not knowing, the not grasping. In the middle of the inhale and exhale, it's there that you find your inner strength. And in the part two of this special edition podcast, I share my own you know, resource and tools for self-regulation that has helped me and many of my students give way into my sensation. 
Like think of it as entering the gate, the cave of yourself. I love this quote by Joseph Campbell that says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasures you seek. And I read this quote again today, and I was um, thinking of a story I've shared with my SheQuest group lately. And it's actually a story that's been really carrying me throughout this time, even before the shooting, before the pandemic. And it was shared with me by my creativity coach. Her name is El Luna. She's really wonderful, delightful. And it was shared to her by her teacher, Michael Mead, who's a spiritual teacher. She tells this story of the old woman in the cave who's weaving the world. And on a normal basis, hashtag normal, <laughs> we just miss the cave. You know, the old woman is there weaving the world <laughs> in the cave, but we just like, we just miss the cave. It's there, but like, we just miss it. It's, it's always there, but we miss it. And I've been butchering the story a little bit, but the essence is really there. You know, the old woman is weaving this just this beautiful garment, this beautiful, just stunning dress. And think of this dress as like hashtag to just like normal life. It's like this beautiful kind of just perfect, glowing, brilliant dress. And she's just working at it and weaving it, weaving it. And suddenly, like out of nowhere, there's there's dog that comes puts a little hole in that dress. And you know when you have like a shirt and there's like a little thread that just pops off the shirt or the garment. And then suddenly you start pulling that thread, you know, and the the dress just like rolls and rolls and there's just a big chaotic swirl that happened. And the dress just dissolves into this single thread and there's no more dress, (laughs) you know, in the crisis of the swirl of, from that like little thing that this just destabilized the world. There it is. The world is completely dissolved and completely, it just doesn't exist. The world that we know just doesn't exist as, as we know it. I've been back to the story that Michael Mead, you know, you have that thread He tells us, you know, to hold on to that thread. The world might be completely gone to shit, but you have that thread, which begs the question, like, what is your thread? What is your ritual that you can go back to, you know, again and again? In my program, I call this soul rituals. And for me, that includes painting, that includes dancing, that includes my yoga practice, that includes these little sacred paws these mindful pause I take throughout that my day. Do you check Instagram, you know, as much as you check on yourself? Like think on how many times you check the news. Is that how many times you check in with yourself? And that's your thread. And as long as you have that thread, you're okay. You can be okay. You have this place inside yourself that's like in, completely invincible from anything, anything any craziness that can happen. And he shared this beautiful poem that I've just kept with me this whole time, and it's by William Stafford. It says, The way it is, there's a thread you follow. It goes amongst things that change. 
but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of that thread. We need more leaders to speak out about the power of soul rituals and moment of crisis and complete dissolutions that we're all going through right now. You know, what if the obstacle, what if whatever's in your way right now, you know, is, is the way. If you have self-regulating tools that allow you to take these like one step at a time, the small daily steps at a time into the cave, stress can and tension can and grief will unfold, you know, on its own. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasures you seek. There in there is the old woman weaving the world and she has the thread. She has the thread. What are you waiting for? I'm as surprised as you that I'm doing a podcast on this right now. I've never, ever planned to speak about grief. For people who know me, I'm this like really bubbly person. But that being said, I've had to muscle up on my gratitude these days. I've had to muscle up on the relationship I have with death. You know, I've never planned to speak about grief just as I think Nova Scotia ever planned that there was going to be the worst shooting in Canadian history happen to it, you know? I swear, I was just going to be a yoga teacher. I have two kids and live happy and married. You know, that's the life I was supposed to have, and that's not the life I got. This month, my program, Grounding Tools for Transition, Yoga for Grief Relief, is completely free of charge on my yoga channel. Listen to part two of this special edition podcast and go to EstelleThompson.com under Academy and sign up for the yoga channel and get this program no charge. This is completely free. There's no gamut, no anything. And through this, access my most tried, tested, and true self-healing tools for transition, breathing exercise, hand variations for anxiety, rooting exercise, mantra and mini art lessons for grief relief together with our tools and thread of choice nova scotia we breathe in not only for our lungs you know and our hearts but for the lungs and hearts of our entire province go on now go get it bye Nova Scotia is not the province we ordered right now, and we have the right to be mad. No, scratch that. We have the right to be furious. Um, Nova Scotia is crying out right now, like, just like me, you know, I never planned to be that province. I never planned to have that story. And so we're not just grieving what's happening in our lives right now. We're, we're grieving as my teacher puts it, grieving the soul of the world. And so it's like an initiation for our province right now, but it's also an initiation for our world. And perhaps I'm hoping this podcast is an initiation for you to find 
a ritual, something you already have, something that's like already in front of you. Like I'm not asking you to start something new here. You've been preparing for this time, you know, this whole, this whole time. You've been preparing for this moment this whole time. This pause where we are asked to slow down for not all of us, but a lot of us and to literally like alt our lives. It feels like a big, dark global initiation to me and a, and a transition and a crossover to me. We're like kind of invited to walk over to the edge of the cliff and like we need to sift through will we make it on the other side of that pandemic, on the other side of this isolation, on on the other side. Like, can we trust in life and our province and its unfolding, even though it's not the province that we've ordered, it's not the life that we've ordered? Can I fluctuate through all the feelings and honor what shows up? Will I walk one step forward with eyes blindfolded over the cliff or into the cave (laughs) and trust this unfolding? So again, I'm not asking you to start something new. I'm telling you we've been preparing for this moment for years. And just check out, like, just what do you love? And do that. And when you do what you love, you are healing the world. (laughs) By doing and making what you love, you let grief be chief. Grief and love our sister. And they're one side of the same queen. And if you keep doing what you love, even in your darkest of night, you will stay awake and whole. You'll still be in the mess, but awake. It's such a freedom and privilege to have this capacity to make and move in and out of our unimaginable experiences. And perhaps that's the best secret of all time, to remember that inside you, there's a life, that your breath is your life, it's your love, it's your life. There's inside you, there's like an embryo, like waiting to be (laughs) growing. There's, There's something growing inside you. There's desires and dreams and longing. And right now, you need to look at your ordinary, boring life and find what breathes there. Because I believe that we care and attention. We can open up to what's already there waiting for us. And, th- and that's the magic of it all. There's magic in grief. Hey there. Are you on the fence about joining the May Live Yoga channel site on Facebook? Here is a testimonial by one of my students, Susan Clark. She said, The Facebook Live Yoga channel is easy to follow and very uplifting during these difficult times of COVID isolation. Estelle is very inspirational, knowledgeable of the art of yoga, and a motivating teacher. I highly recommend her classes. What are you waiting for? Sign up today through estellethompson.com under Academy and then just click Yoga Channel. See you on Facebook. I believe that. (laughs) With care and attention, we can observe the world around us and wake up to its brilliance. And again, that's magic right there. So it's a bit of a call out to harness your creative courage and lose yourself in what you love. Give yourself that permission. And not just that, but to exercise some of it a bit every day, five, perhaps 10 minutes, small daily acts of bravery. And I hope you find it time. And once you have time, do it what you love and show up for it. 
And in that way, you'll be quietly preparing for the next loss, the next breakup, the next setbacks, the next breakthrough. Because if it doesn't hurt at times, then it's not life. So we'll follow what life gives us. <laughs> and, you know, to know that you've got your own back through any disaster, that you got your thread. <laughs> And in that way, you can parent yourself when faced with your innermost fears. It's probably the greatest lesson of going through any type of loss, transformation, initiation, grief, any kind, personal or collective. It's awful what's happening, you know, right now to everybody. But there is hope that what I, what we can bring over on the other side will help us grow and glow even more it will help us take flight <laughs> all right on to another day of trusting okay love you and figuring it out too bye This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.